0: This is a podcast by Wellhouse Church, where we talk about what it's like to be a Christian Monday through Saturday, to live as a person of faith, in a culture against faith. Hey, we look the same as last week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: We're, we're batch recording some content. Yeah. Um, so, last week, and for you guys, and for us, it was like five, five minutes, minutes ago. ago. Yeah. <laughs> we, we took
1: a break to grab some more coffee. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. We started talking about um, Purity culture um, In reference to, to This series of sex and sexuality And, mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff um, But now As we left you guys last week We do want to dive into the long term effects Of purity culture Yeah, um, And once again We want to Preface this entire conversation We are aware that we're cisgendered Straight white males Um having this really hard conversation. Um, yeah. I
1: wanted to get, I wanted to get some, some ladies who grew up in purity culture and, and had some of these effects on the podcast. But unfortunately just with stage of life and, and scheduling and things, I couldn't, I couldn't get one. Yeah.
0: Um, so we are going to do our best to tell that story.
1: And if, if, if you have something to add, yeah, or would like to join the conversation, join the discussion group on Facebook, on the Wellhouse Church page under the Let's Talk Podcast. Yeah that, That's why we have those for every one of our podcasts is because we want you in the conversation with us.
0: Yeah and if you are a woman who is coming out of purity culture, um, we really want you we want to hear your insight.
1: I want to hear your story.
0: Um, If you feel comfortable sharing, please do. Yeah, Um, please do because we're we didn't live it the same way you did. No, Um, we were
1: around it, but it did not impact us as men the way that it did you. The way that it did you. Um, We were given a pass in purity culture under the allure of boys will be boys that that young women were not given.
0: Yeah, that's and it's so unfair. Oh, it it's absolutely unfair. It's so unfair. Um, so you kind of had like a roadmap for how you wanted this episode to go. Yeah,
1: and I I want to I want to preface this that this will not be everyone's story. No, but this is a lot of people's story that grew up in purity culture, and that is that the entire narrative was sex is bad, sex is bad, sex is bad, don't have sex, don't have sex, don't have sex. Um, and even for women, dress modestly, don't tempt the boys, right? Mm-hmm. Don't don't wear anything that's too revealing, all those types of things. And so I have heard, what, you got something?
0: To- yeah, just something that just popped in my head. Yeah. <sighs> Shouldn't it be the boys' responsibility not to be tempted or to not act on temptation?
1: It it should... It, not to be too cliche. It takes two to tango. It, it does. It should be equal parts, the boys and the girls. But I do not think... Now, I don't want... I don't want women, young girls running around dressed immodestly. No. But at the same point, I remember hearing... I remember hearing a, a preacher when I was a youth pastor um, and and really diving into the pastorate. And, and really, it was in youth ministry where I began to wonder how my teaching affected the hearer. Yeah. Um, because youth are so impressionable. They're sponges. Exactly. And I heard this preacher say that girls shouldn't be allowed to wear leggings or yoga pants because they were nothing more than ankle length panties. Um vehemently disagree. Um Ugh. women, you're covering yourself. You should be allowed to wear yoga pants in public if that's what you want. If if that is something that you want it reflects your identity your personality if if you feel beautiful in those what whatever you should be allowed to wear those men if it's a big deal don't look at her butt like control your eyes her face is a long way from her butt yeah yeah i i vehemently reject that idea well that that (laughs) i don't now. once again i don't think in in the nicest way possible, I don't think young women should run around looking like strippers. Right. Right. I don't don't think they should be that revealing, but I also don't think that, that because there's a fear of tempting young boys, that they should have to temper their style or what makes them feel beautiful.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, totally agree. And what's super crazy about this is growing up around purity culture. I remember one time, it wasn't at a church that you and I went to together. Okay. It was a different one. There was a girl who came wearing a revealing top and then one of the female um, leaders in the church gave her her jacket to cover up. So not only were they stifling this girl they had the women in the church brainwashed to it, too.
1: Well, and, and not just that. This woman gave this girl her jacket, which I imagine was ill-fitting on the young girl. Yes, very much so. Um, yeah, I I just... there's so many things wrong with that. The narrative should not have been entirely on the girls. The narrative should have equally been men, young yeah. boys... Control, control your eyes, control your thoughts, like grow yeah. up. Like I, I I don't know what else to say. Be a you know? man. And I don't think that was fully communicated. I remember at times it was communicated. Yeah. But like But it was na- but it would the purity culture movement on women. Or on young girls, was shouted through a megaphone. Yeah. Whereas with boys, it was whispered in our ears behind closed doors.
0: And like we said last week, at least in, in our experience, it typically focused on porn. It did. More than... Or did. lust. A porn lot of lust. It never focused on controlling your actual sexual activity. Correct. Um, which seems bass backwards to me, honestly. Yep. Um, but No, whatever. for sure.
1: But because of all of this, one, one long-term effect that I've seen and heard from both young women and young men who are married to young women that grew up in purity culture, as well as the men that grew up adjacent to it, is that even after marriage, female women sometimes struggle with embracing their sexual urges Mm -hmm. because the narrative had always been sex is bad. Sex is bad. Sex is bad. Yeah. Um, and you, you can't just turn that narrative off now that you're married. No. Right. Especially if you were a part of purity culture where you failed and had to take the ring off. Mm -hmm. Right now I've got additional shame from that. And now I'm supposed to go into my marriage where According to the scriptures, whatever is mutually consent is is fair game there. I mean, the Bible never explicitly rejects different types of sexual acts between married couples. No. So whatever is your pleasure...
0: And it's... Equally wanted on both sides. Equally wanted
1: and there's consented respect to. and consented to on each side, you're, you're fair your fair game to to please each other however you choose. Yeah. Um, but even if you have that thought, if you have that urge to do something, your mind immediately rushes to oh wait, that's impure. Yeah, right or or I've heard this from a lot of people sex is not good. Yeah. Because.
0: I can't tell you how many times I've heard that.
1: Yeah. Like it's just not enjoyable because it wasn't the, the narrative was not, Hey, embrace your sexuality, embrace your sexual desires in a healthy way. Yeah. It was suppress them, get them out of here, lock them behind a closed door. Do not succumb to them.
0: The way that I think we need to think about this is for, you know, depending on how old the girl is when she gets married, you know, upwards of two decades um, of this idea being tattooed on her brain. Mm. Um, And when she gets married, that tattoo don't go away. Right. It's still there and it's painful to remove.
1: Yeah. No, that's a that's a really good metaphor. That's a really good metaphor. Because like we said, you can't you can't just turn off the way that you've been taught and and as we talked about in the first episode the unique thing that happens when it's when it's related to our sexuality is shame. Yeah. Rarely can someone do a sexual sin and feel guilt without feeling shame. And the difference between them is staggering. Guilt says I've done a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Shame says I am a bad thing. Me as a person, I am a bad thing. You've tied shame to your identity. Mm -hmm. We tied sexual purity to the identity of young women. And so... Even having sex in healthy, loving, monogamous marriages triggers shame for some of these women. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to overcome, as you said. And I say it all the time in premarital counseling. You can have good sex and a bad marriage. Yep. You can never have a good marriage if you have bad sex. Yeah. It will not last. Yep. I mean there is just no way no and so what we've done is I think this is just me I would love somebody to link a study or statistic if not I'll find one and link it in the discussion group uh, on the let's talk face uh, let's talk discussion group of Wellhouse Church's Facebook page but if I had to guess, the numbers of divorce are equally as high amongst women who grew up in purity culture as they are for people who grew up outside the church, if not potentially higher because there's so much pain and struggling to overcome sexually. I would disagree. You think so?
0: Yeah. Um, Obviously, I don't have any stats for this. I'm going I'm going to go
1: find a study. Yeah,
0: logically for me though, it seems like even if you're having bad sex in a marriage and you're coming from purity culture, you've typically already heard the the narrative that divorce is bad. Right? Um and you shouldn't get a divorce and if you do, then you're shamed for getting a divorce and and all that stuff. So there's all these things are compounded and I think that you would stay in a bad marriage fine just to avoid that shame
1: maybe i do have a stat that says 48% of women that identify as christians say that they would have an affair if they never got caught oh, wow okay so like they're they're at least looking for more sexually mm-hmm. and maybe they wouldn't get a divorce yeah per se but they're definitely looking for a some different sort of kind of sexual, sexual outlet. Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: that makes sense. Like, logically, that makes sense. And that number
1: is even higher among men.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's yeah. like 65% if I it's, guess.
1: It's in the 60s. Yeah. Uh, 60% of men who identify as Christians that say they would have an affair. um, Or that sex outside of marriage is okay. Or, you know, some, some level of sexual... Um, Expo- Well, not exploitation. No, I was going to say exploration. Yeah, sexual exploration outside of their marriage is more than acceptable. Yeah. Um, Which, once again, tells me that both people are not sexually satisfied in their marriage. Typically, yeah. Now, I need to look for a study to comparably amongst secular Mm -hmm. people to see if, if the numbers relate one to one or if they're higher or what, but it it does go to show you that purity culture has had long-term effects on women in marriage and marriages. Yep. And excuse me, I don't think that, let me say it this way those struggles upon women in their marriages, they cannot be overlooked. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that I would say is we can't repeat the cycle. Yeah, We've got to find a new way to instill within our young people a desire for sexual purity and while also giving them space to live their sexuality in a healthy way. Yeah. Purity culture was not and is not the answer. Nope. We've got to find a new way to do that. Having healthy conversations is a great is a very good first start. Telling your children that they're loved no matter what, mm-hmm. that their sexual desires are normal, they're healthy, they're not a product of sin. No. Like all, all those things. I think that's that another piece we didn't really talk about.
0: Yeah. We, we didn't talk sex about sex
1: was the narrative around sex was told as that sex is sin. Yeah. And so, even if you put the caveat like outside of marriage, sex is sin, right? A lot of times we wouldn't.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of times we would just say, no, you know, you can't have sex, or yeah. you shouldn't have sex, or those kinds of things. And as as you as you think about it, right? Just think about how you're you're mapping out your love map and your um, attachment, your connection, your. Those are building blocks. Those are those are pavers yeah. for that map and attachment. Well, so let's think about it like
0: this. Let's think about it cognitively, okay? Your brain does this really weird thing where if you hear two things in somewhat of the same context, mm-hmm. you automatically like fuse them together. Right. So if you hear the word sin coupled with sex, yep. Over and over and over again, your brain will merge the two concepts.
1: Well, and even even furthermore, if you, you know, our, our dad used to say this all the time. And, and I think it's great because a lot of parents would look at the young love of their teenagers and go, you're not really in love. Yeah. Our dad used to say all the time, hey, puppy love is real to puppies. That's right. And so you're also being told a narrative that hey, this person that you love, you don't have to have sex with them. Yeah. And your mind is fusing them together. Um, and for a lot of people, especially from the purity culture movement, they date for years. Mm-hmm. Years before they get married. And you're expecting them to be perfect sexually.
0: And they're dating for, for literal years.
1: Yeah, and you're constantly telling don't have sex, don't have sex, yep. don't succumb. I, I remember... Um, a piece of this narrative was I'm also just going to say I'm sorry to cut you off that
0: is asinine to me that you are expecting this couple who are dating for who have been dating for years and who have real true deep feelings for each other that they're not going to slip up yeah I mean like that's that's just asinine to me. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, it's it's no different than any other type of sin. No. Right? It, I mean, like, it, and it, it's probably one of the hardest ones to fight. Yeah. Now, that that's also not to say we shouldn't just take the, you know, like. Uber liberal approach. Yeah, Andrew. like, well, there's grace for that, and we can just do whatever. We, like, right. well, that's not the answer. No. But at the same point, there's equal grace for that is when you tell a lie. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, I think, yeah, it. It's this really weird thing that we've asked them to do. Yep. Right.
0: Um, It just blows my mind at how um, unfair it is and how um, honestly just so uneducated and uninformed it is. Because what else does shame do to a person? What does it do? Do you know? What do you mean? Like, do you know what... what it does to you physically and mentally
1: Well, it lowers your self-worth
0: it lowers your self-worth it leads you into depression and anxiety do you know why and i'm actually guessing this i'm i don't know um and i'm i doubt there's a study out there to prove this but i might do one one day but um when you shame these young women we're wondering why we see such high depression and anxiety levels in women mm. maybe it's because they've been shamed for the last two decades
1: yeah i think and and here's what i would say to all my parents or older people who are proponents of purity culture that um are flustered right now in our conversation maybe you didn't intentionally shame them. No. Maybe that wasn't your goal. And we've we've said that we don't think there was malicious intent here, but when you've tied their identity to their sexuality and their purity of sexuality, Mm -hmm. you have shamed them when they fail. Even if you didn't know they failed, you shamed them. Mm -hmm. Because they deeply inherited that understanding that their purity was their identity. Yeah. And... Yeah, I think I think you might be right onto the anxiety piece, um, and the depression piece. And I think maybe there was a lot of it there beforehand. Yeah. And then it's expounded. It's because true. the other thing is is like you you have to learn how to have sex with someone. Yeah. You have to learn what they like. You have to learn their their body, their preferences what what their desires are. Yeah. And as you're trying to learn that, there's some times where you do some things that's kind of not good. Well,
0: so let's just Yes. Absolutely. And
1: and so what happens is these women can easily get to a point where they go, Oh man, I'm I'm not doing it right. I'm not good enough. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that that expounds the anxiety, the depression, the lacking in self worth. Yeah.
0: When you look at it, you got to look at it generationally as well, right? Because as we stated, purity culture didn't really start until the turn of the century and all that stuff. Um, and so, when you when when you have that coupled with a woman's place is in the kitchen, mm. they're not allowed to express themselves. In the way that they need to. Because the man controls the woman's expression. Um, they're not allowed to work. They're not allowed to do anything. They're, their sole purpose is to provide for the family. Or to take care of the family. And to take care of the man sexually. You You couple all of these things together. Plus the shame that they would feel. At a younger age for giving in. Leading to this final place of. I am not worth anything. Yeah. I am not worth anything. I, I just, I don't know how nobody's made all those connections.
1: Yeah. And I think people have, I would, I would point to the liturgist podcast okay. and their episode mm-hmm. on purity culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think people have made those connections, but people in our positions of being a moderate Baptist church. Yeah have not been vocal about this and have not said, and and this is how I want to end this episode. Ladies, I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry that the church did this to you. I'm sorry that in an attempt to do something good, we created a lot of hurt for you. I'm sorry that you have had to experience this level of shame. that's that's connected to something that's so deep to your identity as a person of God, made in the image of God, I am sorry.